Welcome, everyone, to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Jordan Cooper. And my name is Louis Robles. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Philip Beagle, the Director of New Student and Family Programs at UMass Boston, and discussing how parents can best support students while they are away at college. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Phil, to the College Parent Podcast. Well, thank you. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. So before we dive into what parents can do while a student is left, there's commonly some hesitation and anxiousness about the transition from parents and students about the student leaving for college. Is there anything families can do to prepare for this transition before it happens? Absolutely. You know, I think that we get this question a lot, especially during family orientations in the summer when students may be coming to have their orientation before they start their first year at the university. Um, And, you know, often what we tell families during those orientations, and this conversation really can start at any time, is to have a dialogue with their student about what expectations they have for each other. You know, part of college is an emerging adulthood and that transition to being a full-fledged adult and living your life and being responsible for yourself. But at the same time, sometimes families like to be part of that process and be a little bit more hands-on than, say, they may be with their students when their students are in their late 20s or early 30s. Um, But we encourage them to have those conversations about what expectations are. So, for example, you know, how often are they going to communicate? Um, What are families going to have access to in regards to information at the university? So, you know, part of it being that our students are ultimately our customers. And, you know, it's a kind of a weird way to look at it. But, you know, the student that is going to college is really the person who is the one that we're providing the service And as such, families don't necessarily get access to all the information that they may think that they're entitled to. And that's really because there are laws that prohibit us from actually um, giving them that information because they are not, quote unquote, the customer the student is. So that could be grades, that could be the bills, that could be the student's conduct history, you know, whatever it may be. And that's why we encourage students to have that conversation with their families and families to reach out to their students to have those conversations conversations before heading off to school to really set expectations um, about what the dynamic is going to be. That is very insightful, Phil. Thank you so much for that. Um, So transitioning just a little bit. So in your experience, what have you found to be the most effective ways for family members to support their students while they are away for college? Absolutely. You know, I think that what's really interesting is I know that I just finished saying that you know, families don't necessarily get to have access to the information, but that doesn't mean that they can't be partners in the process of supporting the student in their success and helping them get to graduation. And the ways that they can do that is by making themselves informed about what the university does for students, what kind of experiences the students will be going through, to be able to engage in dialogue with the students about those experiences. So for example, making yourself aware about what financial aid timelines are at the university, um, knowing about the academic calendar, knowing about when housing applications are due, things like that. What does that process look like? Making yourself informed by diving into the information that you can find on the university's website, or reading any sort of newsletters that come out um, as part of a family programs initiative from your university, staying up to date to then be able to engage in a conversation with your student about those experiences. You know, there's a big difference between filling out an application for a student pretending you're the student, which we love when parents do that because it's technically illegal. Um, But, you know, they do sometimes. 
it's one of those things where instead when you say to your student, hey, did you do your housing application yet? Or did you get your FAFSA done in the second year? Because FAFSA deadlines are different for returning students than they are for new incoming first years. Um, All those little things that help them not only be successful in their progression through school, but then also help give them some life skills to be an adult responsible for themselves. Um, Because at some point when they leave college, I don't think that you as the the mom, the dad, the the big sister, whoever is going to call your child or your your little sibling on a daily basis and be like, did you pay your gas bill today? Did you write your check for your rent? You know, did you remember to throw away your expired groceries in the fridge? And I know that those are very trivial things. But when you think about it, having your doing each of the steps and constantly reminding your students or doing things for them in school is really an arrested development in a way that prevents them from being able to learn those skills. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's really important that that's how the relationship be between students and families. Um, so, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that, Phil. That very good insight on kind of some of the effective ways parents and family members can support. But on the flip side of that, what are some ineffective ways that you've seen families trying to support students from a distance? Absolutely. So I think that this then goes to kind of that classic stereotypical, you know, story or term that you hear in higher ed, which is helicopter parents or snowplow parents. Um, You know, I don't know if you really have snow that often down your way, but um, we get lots of it up here and we have plenty of snowplow parents, too. Um, You know, part of what that is, is it's the parents that basically either are constantly doing things for their students or kind of are trying to force their own goals or objectives upon um, what they want the student's experience to be. So, you know, I think that sometimes where that's ineffective is what I just spoke about before, which is the kind of arrested development of a student's um, growth in their time in school and them not knowing how to do things for themselves as they get ready to leave college. But then also sometimes you have the dynamic of families that ultimately will, you know, kind of in a way assert themselves to an extreme where the students don't really get to do what they them they wished that they could in college. So whether that's, you know, a parent kind of forcibly expecting their student to live in a certain residence hall or, you know, to share their grades with them or whatever it may be, that doesn't help the student either and sometimes can be detrimental. So although the intentions of the parents are good, um, sometimes the results cannot be what they hope that they will be, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Thank you so much. So on the next question, so we've talked about some of the actions parents can take and have taken, but What are some of the things that you've seen parents struggle with the most? Sure, absolutely. I think that the hardest thing that I see parents, and it's so funny because in a way, I feel like you can almost tell whether or not a parent is a first time, first kid going off to school versus their fifth um, based on whether or not, you know, they, they just drop them off and they're like, bye. Or like, they're actually like, no, call me every five minutes. Um, and I, I mean, I'm being cliche about it, but there is such a dramatic difference sometimes that you often see with families. So that kind of thing that they struggle with is that aspect of letting go of the childhood experience that they've had with their child, you know, that aspect of they're not a kid anymore, and they are, you know, an adult, and they are kind of growing up and moving out into the world. And that's okay, that's part of life. And they've gotten to the point that they're in, because you in some capacity have helped them 
have this opportunity that you've been there for them, have raised them well enough to help them get off and go into the kind of academic future and, and career that they want to pursue. So that letting go. And I think that sometimes what families can do to try to address that is find ways to engage in the university to be able to continue to connect with their student on a, on a level, but do it in a way where it's more of like an adult relationship with them. So yes, they're still your kid, but you are treating them as an adult, as somebody that is capable of making decisions, but allow yourself to be able to engage. So some ways that we do that at UMass Boston, and, and we did it at my prior institution when I was at UMass Lowell, is you know that we offer events for families to be able to come together and interact with other families. So these are not events for you to necessarily come you know, hang out with your student, but it's to actually spend time interacting with other parents and whatnot to kind of share your stories with one another and talk about maybe some of the things that are stressing you out. And sometimes from that, seeing that you're not alone in those experiences makes it easier. Um, it's also an opportunity for you to then get informed about the university to be able to know what your student's going through. Um, but then also it's sometimes a way for you to be a sounding board for us as the university to share your insights so that we can get better every year at providing the services that we do. It's the only way we improve is by hearing from both our students and from families what we need to do to be better and what we can do to best support our students. Well, thank you for that, Phil. You're a wealth of knowledge right now, and we're very appreciative for that. So thinking on maybe a larger scale or you know, where you have been, what resources are typically available to help students and parents with this transition? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously every school is different, but typically what you will see is for the student side of things, there will be some sort of transitions, workshop, you know, offerings, experiences, offices that really help the student adjust. So in some cases, a lot of that is done by a residence life program. If you're a very um, housing based, um, residentially based campus um, for other campuses, for example, like UMass Boston, which is not a very um, residential heavy population. Um, that office work is that transitions work is traditionally done by an office like mine um, that's responsible for um, providing workshops on student engagement, academic success and transition, uh, time management skills, you know, all those typical types of life development experiences. Um, but you should find those across any any university somewhere at your institution. And on the family side of things, typically resources that you'll find are things as simple as newsletters and an office that you can email with questions. Thank you so much for that, Phil. We hope that our listeners have taken something away from today. Appreciate your time and consideration here with us today. And we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. So we do want to have some food for thought for those listeners right now. So as you start thinking through some of the things Phil's kind of talked with us about today, uh, thinking about where do you feel like you may struggle regarding this topic and how can you start planning now to best support your student in their time at college? Additionally, we encourage you to look into what resources and offices your student's college has to support parents just like you. As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Phil again for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.